Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so I thought we would have some fun on this episode of Smackdown Ups and Downs, and we're going to do the same thing for AEW Rampage Ups and Downs. So I thought to myself, how can we bring some joy to the show And I spent a lot of time on this, all right? So you've got to be very nice. Thank you, please. Now give me a drum roll. All right. (laughs) I've made an ups and downs side. So when I give things an up, we're going to show this side. And we've got the other one as well. There's every chance I've done the writing too small and you can't see it. But whose fault is that? Yours. Or mine. Sometimes I get confused with language. Otherwise, (laughs) my name is Simon from What Culture. That's right. That's what my parents called me. So it's very fortunate I found this job. And let's find out whether Smackdown was good or whether it sucked balls. Ah, shouldn't have said it. Well, Smackdown started absolutely nuts because before we even got to the intro, we saw this massive car wreck and then limping away from it was Scarlet and carrying a cross. And then when people were trying to save his life, Drew McIntyre ran in and was like, I'm going to kill you for real. McIntyre also kept screaming, it's just the beginning. And I was like, Drew, that's not accurate at all because you guys have already had a match. And obviously, this is normal escalation. If somebody sprays you in the face with pepper spray, you then, I don't know, cause a car accident and try and murder them. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Actually, no, I'm completely wrong. That makes you insane. And to be fair, we don't know if the Scottish warrior was responsible for this car incident. I'm going to say he was, but seriously, it is getting an up. Where's my sign? There it is. I didn't think this through at all. However, I bet if Drew McIntyre ever does watch this, he's going to feel pretty good. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett then did say hello. Welcome to the show. Wade actually said to Mike, I'm not sure if you've ever been sprayed with pepper spray, Michael Cole. And I was like, there it is. One of those sentences that you only get in wrestling. The joy kept on coming, however, because the New Day then made their way to the ring. And I swear, they got a massive reaction here. And they reminded us, look, we held those World Tag Team titles for a long ass time. I think it was 483 days. That's a record. And that means a lot to us. So we don't want the Usos to beat him. Naturally, this meant they were going to have a match with one of them when we went behind the scenes, behind the curtain, as we had Sami Zayn, Sola Sokoa, and Jay Uso. And once again, none of these guys can get on. We were also told that Jimbo wasn't here because he had business to take care of. And what does that mean? It kind of felt like Roman Reigns just buried him in the floor, which he would do. And Sami was the guy kind of pulling the strings here. He was like, listen, Jay, I'm going to need your help later, unlike what you did on Raw when you were an absolute goober. This is when Sola Sokoa's phone went off and man... (laughs) 
was the tribal chief. And he just started yelling at everyone, so I was gone again. I was like, Roman, have you really taken five days before making this call and trying to sort some stuff out? And of course, he probably has done that because the guy's nuts. He also blamed Jay for all of this, and you could just see it in Uso's face. He was like, I don't want to put up with this anymore. So as ever, we just keep planting those seeds it is absolutely terrific. It also tied right into the match because it was Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston and it was fun, it was entertaining, it was enjoyable. And yes, you had an ending that was gonna make all of this even worse. Because it was just wrestling tennis until Kofi did indeed smack Sami Zayn out of midair, which people love doing in 2022. And we then followed up with Zayn pushing Kingston off the top rope. So Kitty, both of these guys have just been watching some sports entertainment for the entire year. They're borrowing all of the moves. We also saw the SOS and a dive by Kofi when the shenanigans started. Because while Jay Uso was kind of helping, he was also kind of distracting. However, it did allow Zayn to hit the blue thunderbomb and get a one-two-ooh kick out. When Kingston got back to his feet, though, we had another distraction. Which is distraction times two. And I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. You never go distraction times two. Because this time it threw Kofi Kingston all over the place. Although he was able to get the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The surprise roll up. But given the ref's back was to the rope. This is when Jay Uso did that thing. Where he kind of did this mini drop kick. It reversed the polarity. So now Sami Zayn hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And I suppose Kofi was under there going, what the hell just happened? He wasn't able to kick out. Sami Zayn won. The catch, though, as we will find out later, but I shall tease it here, is that nobody noticed what Jay Uso had done. Ruh -ruh. I will get to that later, however, but of course we do have to bring down the distraction counter and knock another one up on that thing. Although I do kind of feel bad because this was an excellent distraction that tied right into the story. And I tell you, when it does all go bad, my knees are going to go weak. I'm giving it an up. And there's the sign again. I haven't thought this through at all. Actually, it makes the whole thing harder. And then, just bravo, WWE, bravo. Because we saw Triple H trying to calm everything down between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre, given that they're now involved in a blood war, when Rey Mysterio picked the absolute worst time to walk up to the game and say, listen, Triple H, I'm not having a good time on Raw. My son hates me and Judgment Day are assholes. I'm going to have to quit. We shall now jump forward an hour or so, because this happened way later in the show, but I do want to tell you the fallout of this, which is Rey Mysterio has been drafted to SmackDown for two reasons. One, Triple H doesn't want him to quit, but also he put him into the number one contendership match for the Intercontinental title, and I thought this was absolutely genius. No more stupid brand-to-brand -brand invitationals or a bunch of buzzwords we make up. This was somebody trying to keep a legend in the company, so you can go, well, of course you would do that makes sense but it also even ties into the narrative and makes the whole mysterio storyline even better and this is one of the best things the new regime has done so giving it an up <laughs> i really regret the stupid time roxanne perez her of nxt fame was then on smackdown Honestly, you could call her up tomorrow and she'd be absolutely fine. She was hanging out with Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez, so she did say, Hi, Raquel, I've got this stipulation with Cora Drade when I've got to choose somebody to come down to NXT and whip her ass, and I'd like it to be you. This is when Damage Control entered and Bailey was furious here because he's like, Well, why didn't you choose me? I could have done it. And Roxy was all, Well, you know, you're kind of on a losing streak right now. 
Styles was bad. It did mean that they challenged each other to a three-person match later, which we are going to do, which is also the correct move. If you've got Roxanne Perez on your show, put her in a match. We then definitely made it clear that in our near future, it is going to be Braun Strowman versus Omos. I don't really know how that's going to go. The reason I say that is because much like Omos on Raw, Braun Strowman had a squash match here as he absolutely killed James Maverick and Brian Thomas. And old Bry here, he was all like, well, I think I can beat you up. Braun Strowman killed him. Almost an MVP came out halfway through this, although it did not cause the distraction because Braun hit the powerbomb to get the one, two, three. And this is when Umvup got on the mic and he was like, you are no longer the giant of WWE because you look absolutely nothing compared to Omos. Once again, everybody on Ups and Downs recently has been becoming French. He also said something on the along the lines of this monster, Braun, will remain in the shadows. But he didn't actually say that because just a bunch of gibberish came out of his mouth. But look, he's a human being and sometimes you have a verbal typo. What I will say though is that this has justified all the squash matches. Like when Omos started having them again, I was like, why are we going back in time? But now there's a reason they're trying to out-squash the other one and eventually we will have a big man match. And given that Braun has kind of been on a roll and should probably win that, I actually think this may work. So I will say sorry. I will apologize. I got way ahead of myself and I'm actually going to give this it up. As I'll just hold this because there is no way to just bring it back into frame. But right after this, yep, the bloodline didn't know what Jay Uso had done. Now, why Jay didn't just show them a tape, I do not know, but I guess he's not a smart guy. But yeah, Solus and Cole was like, wow, Sami Zayn, you won that all by yourself, to the point when I have my match later, I should probably take a thing from you. I mean, you can just imagine how angry Uso got here, like I thought he was going to explode. And once again, it was like a three-minute segment, but it just did so much to carry this story forward. If I knew who was writing this, I'd give them a kiss. That would also be very weird. We then got reminded that Max Dupree had just transformed into LA Knight last week, like he was some kind of transformer. Optimus Prime going, you can do it, LA Knight. But look, the whole point of this was to get him back over as that character, and he was taking on Mansoir. Well, it was quite fun. And you just knew that LA was gonna kill him, even though Maxine kept trying to cause the distraction. And that is what happened here. And he eventually hit the BTH, DTH, DTH, some sort of a move that he used to do on NXT and I've forgotten because I'm an idiot and he got the win. BFT, that's the one BFT, the big friendly tie. And also straight after this, just turned heel instantly because he got the microphone. He's like, look, I hate that guy. I hate all of you. I didn't do it for any of you. I did it for me and I'm putting the whole locker room on notice. And all wrestlers say this, I'm putting you on notice. What does it even mean? I suppose what could happen is he just starts going up to people and like looking at them because, you know, you notice them. And I'm actually quite glad we did do this because last week he just beat up the maximum male models when all they were doing was posing. I was like, that's not a nice thing to do. And now we understand. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And why? Please do not get rid of Triple M either because I absolutely love them. To the point, if they won the tag team titles, I would celebrate and buy their summer collection even though we are in the winter. So I am going to give this an up because I tell you, there's just something about Smackdown right now and Raw because Smackdown's two hours. It manages to do it quicker than that. It just feels like everything is rocking and rolling. We're just introducing so many new characters and that makes it feel fresh. I am giving it an up. Damage Control then did indeed beat Raquel, Shotzi and Roxanne Perez. Although this probably was the right thing to do because Damage Control are an actual group. The other people are just a random trio. As we are here too, I do believe we should have another rendition of a WWE Superstars theme. So quite rightly, I've picked Damage Control. Because we got the power, we got the rage, yeah. Control the stage, control the cage, yeah. We got the power, we got the rage, yeah. Control the stage, control the cage. Tears in my eyes. It didn't go that long either, but as I always say, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because you should try and shake these things up. And also the whole point of it was to get every single person in that building and watching on TV to go, well, <laughs> Roxanne Perez is pretty good because she is pretty good. She also hit a dive onto Bailey at one point. So once again, we were like, oh, what's gonna happen in the future? When she did tag in Shotzi, and man, Shotzi, she was having a bad night basically got her ass whooped by everybody. This was of course done so that Roxanne could get the bit hot tag and ran wild, which she did do, and Shotzi took out everybody with a crossbody. And at the end of this thing, it was Roxy going with Bailey and Bailey going with Roxy, and no matter what Bailey tried to do, she couldn't beat her. So once again, we're turning her into a big deal. She eventually went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but of course, Bales has the experience, so she reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But this was very much sold as the fact that she had stolen one, and I like it when we do things like this. If you do get called up to the main roster, even for one night, you should be presented as a badass. It also means that we can revisit it down the line and we have some history. It is getting it up. That's right. We then may have got a bunch of teasing, or I may be getting carried away with myself. But do with this what you will. Because as we were being reminded what Lagarda del Fantasma had done last week to hit row, Bray Wyatt's symbol flashed up on the screen. Now, I'm 99% sure we did this because he was going to feature in the closing segment. But after the video for the Saudi Arabia show, we then did go right into a recap of everything between Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. So because I'm a massive nerd, I like to go, oh my gosh, he's going to join the Wyatt Six. Even though actually I've now come up with a completely idea for whatever that's going to be. 
So yes, once again, I was wrong. We also got a Viking Raiders video, and if that is not Sarah Logan doing the narration for it, then WWE has lost their mind. When yeah, it was Phantasma versus Hit Row. Huh. This was Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro because Selena Vega and Santos Escobar just went, oh, we're going to go to the back. And early on, Hit Row were just absolutely wrecking these guys. I mean, they jumped them in the early go and even before ding ding, we had the bell. Even though this had happened, the referee was still like, oh, we'll start the match because I don't care. And once again, Top Dollar and Ashanti the Adonis kind of had control until they didn't. This is when Escobar and Vega were like, oh man, we made a terrible mistake. They did return, they kind of did some stuff with B-Fab and Santos just got properly involved, which allowed Phantasma to hit the Sacrifico, whatever the hell it's called, and they got the one, two, three, and once again, I was like, ha! So then it also has the count as distraction, although really it's straight up interference, but bring down the counter and whack a one on it. And there's just something about this that isn't clicking. Now, I do like the fact it ties into the feud they had in NXT because it rewards you for being a fan and dedicating your time to this. But I also kind of feel like both groups should have got a big win on the roster before they came back together because that establishes them better. But look, it wasn't bad and it does feel like we're going into a longer term story here. So I shall be a patient Paul because I am a positive Pete. Something about it just feels a little bit off. However, like I've said, it's week one or week two. You can't go crazy with that. So I am going to give it an up. But just to let you know how on the fence with this I am, I'm not going to show the sign. That's right. Sonya Deville was then in the back saying that Liv Morgan, she's such an idiot. So Liv Morgan literally was stood here. She must have been so close. Flew in. She kicks on you there. She also finishes off by doing the sent on through the table deal, which was pretty damn cool. So once again, I think we have to keep an eye on this because we are turning Liv Morgan into something. At the moment, I don't know what that is. Which brought us to our fatal four-way to see who was the next contender for the Intercontinental Champion. And while it was meant to be Karrion Cross versus Sheamus versus Ricochet versus Solar Sokoa, obviously Karrion Cross had been in a car wreck. So this is when we found out that Rey Mysterio had been drafted to SmackDown. And I tell you, all of that was so well worked. It was also just another awesome multi-man match from WWE. And they've been doing loads of these recently and they knock every single one out of the park. There was one cool bit as well when Mysterio noticed that everybody was in a clump so he just died onto everyone. But we also did this bit where Sheamus faced off with Solo Sokoa and everyone was like, oh, well, I really want to see that because they're going to kick each other to the hell and back. And we had a standoff and a little sequence between Rey Mysterio and Ricochet. And you can just imagine the noise the crowd made here because who doesn't want to see that feud? Surprise, surprise, it was fantastic, especially when Ricochet from nowhere hit this Northern-like super it was brilliant. This is when Sakai was like, no, I'm that one guy. I don't want to see it. He got back in there and he wrecked everyone. We have done such a good job with him. He was even double power bombing people at one point and Seamus had to get back in there to break that up. And the Irishman went, I'm going to go crazy now too. And scary fingers, I kind of got the impression here that we may be doing a Seamus versus Solar Sokoa feud, or at least the Brawling Brutes versus the Bloodline. And if we are going to do that... Sign me up. And the other reason I do say that is because as soon as Sheamus locked in the Cloverleaf, here was Sami Zayn and Jay Uso to help out their fellow Oos, when of course Butch and Rich Holland also joined the fray and they started to have a fight. This also left Ricochet and Ray in the ring, and after Mysterio would drop Ricochet right on his head, he hit the 619 and he hit the Eddie Guerrero frog splash and he got the 1-2-3. 
and everybody went nuts because he is now the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. But then straight away, everybody hushed a bit because they were like, oh no. Oh no, that means he's gonna take on Gunther. And once again, who in the hell doesn't wanna see this? Because of course you know Dominic Mysterio is gonna make his way to SmackDown somehow. So once again, it gets a round of applause. This was brilliant. Uh, but then it got topped instantly because wow. Just wow or wowie wowie, whatever you used to say. Who the flub came up with this? Because it was time for the return to Bray Wyatt to SmackDown and I didn't see this coming at all. He still makes his entrance through that door and he's got brand new music. But when he was in the ring, he wasn't a persona. He wasn't a character. He was just Bray Wyatt. The way he was talking, I tell you, make water come out your eyes. So there was no spooky wookie or no jingly jangly here. He just talked to us like he was a human. And he said that his self-confidence had been hit ever since he was fired and he's lost friends and he's lost family members. And it left him in a place where he was like, well, nothing I ever did in WWE mattered until fans started coming to him and saying, no, Bray, it's not true. You saved my life. And that hit him right in the tum-tum. It's obviously began a massive thank you Wyatt chant. And I don't know whether Bray was play acting or not, but oh my God, his face just told a thousand stories to the point I was like, well, this is the most real Bray Wyatt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> when the lights went off. This is when that creepy mask man appeared on the big screen and started to say things like, don't worry about the future or the past and your life is mine. And I'm going to reek your spleen out of your head or some words to that effect. It was really, really flubbed up. And also mentioned that you've had no idea who you're dealing with, then went ha 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 ha, evil laugh, and Smackdown went off air. So surely we are going with some kind of split personality thing here, and while I know we did that with The Fiend, if one of the personalities is normal Bray Wyatt, well that eradicates a lot of problems that we had in the past. It also starts to make you go, well maybe the Wyatt Six is actually just all of Bray Wyatt's personas. Because of course there is The Fiend, there is the Firefell Flunt House, there's this guy, there's the new Mask guy, plus we have Husky Harris we suppose, and you have the original Bray Wyatt. And actually, there's probably more than six, but look what it does to your brain. You just want to speculate, speculate, speculate. So it's just wrestling on another level, and it's so full of concepts. If you want to call it art, you probably could. That, that also makes you and me and everybody a little pretentious, but who the hell cares? It also means when it comes to the sign, I have to throw it away because I'm not just going to give it an up. I'm going to give it a golden up just because... There's something about this that made me look out into a field and go, man, wrestling is just something else. It has some kind of weird power. And this may all work out for the best, because it probably was the greatest iteration of Mr. Wyatt I've ever seen. Which does indeed bring us to the end of SmackDown. As you can see, there are no downs. And I know that I am a positive Pete, as we've already mentioned, but I always try and be fair. But I just thought it was a terrific episode and I had a rollicking good old time. Up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Smackdown. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where you can read yourself some articles. Follow us on social media at Simon316 and WhatCultureWWE. And please, think of your favourite show, type it into the YouTube search bar, followed by ups and downs. I bet it comes up with something. My name is Simon for what Culture, also known as Super Ted. You have a flipping great day. See you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.